Welcome to the Value Nutrition Podcast. My name is Brian Meek, and I'm here to help you brave the world. It's episode five of the Value Nutrition Podcast, and I couldn't be more happy to bring you this week's episode. Just like every other week, I'm excited, I'm pumped up, ready to do this. Little housekeeping first, you want to follow us on Instagram or you want to follow us on Facebook and like us on Facebook, you can find us at Valiant Nutrition, right? Facebook.com slash Valiant Nutrition, V-A-L-I-A-N-T, or you can look us up on Instagram at Valiant Nutrition, V-A-L-I-A-N-T, Nutrition as well. Okay, and if you want to drop us an email, uh, ValiantNutrition at gmail.com and leave a rating or review on this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. And that would be greatly appreciated. That's how we get pushed up the charts. That's how more people hear this podcast. And that's how we get more exposure. And that's how I'm able to bring you better content, more content for you, the value for you, right? So um, that being said, what are we talking about this week? Well, before we start with there, let's talk about what we've already talked about. We talked about macronutrients. Why we went over we went over the basics of macronutrients in episode one. In episode two, we went over uh, protein. In episode three, we went over fats. In episode four, we went over the dirty word carbohydrates. Right now, it's time to start getting into some supplements. And we're going to start basic. We're going to start you know at the base level. This is what I would consider your entry level supplementation when you're ready to start supplementa- supplementing uh to start kicking it up a notch in the gym start getting a little bit more muscle mass a little bit more strength a little bit more power you're going to start here in my opinion not for everybody but in my opinion you're going to start here and that's going to be creatine correct all right that's my opinion creatine is the next level you get all your macronutrients dialed in you get your gym uh, a routine dialed in you get your workout routine dialed in now what's next well for most people it's going to be supplement supplementing with creatine men and women so we're going to go over what creatine is what the best sources of creatine are where to get them and then we're going to go into some of the myths uh, about creatine how to take creatine and uh yeah you guys are going to get uh, a nice little creatine um loading phase here let's call it right and we'll go over what that means too as well. So what is creatine? Well, creatine actually is a complex of three amino acids, arginine, glycine, and methionine, methionine, excuse me, methionine. Um, your body creates it in the liver and kidneys uh, in very small amounts, uh, about a gram a day for most people. You do get it in food. Most of your food sources are going to be protein sources, red meats, uh, uh, liver, some fish, some chicken, a little bit here and there mainly red meats. However, when you cook food, you break that creatine down and you don't get as much of it. So um, that's where supplementation comes in. Okay. So creatine has been studied for over 80 years. That's right. 80 years. Back in the 30s, um, the Russians were using it. uh, The Germans were using it in during the Olympics in order to give them a little bit of an edge. Um, And really widespread use really didn't start until the late 80s, early 90s, and now in the 2000s, 2010s. It's explosive. I mean, it's pretty much in every pre-workout product you're going to find. It's in a lot of post-workout products you're going to find. You know, it's a standalone product. It's so saturated on the market that it's inexpensive. I mean, a tub of creatine that'll last, that has 300 servings and I think it's like $20 in most places. That's, that. $20 will last you a very long time. 
when you follow a, a great supplementation regimen with creatine. So 20 bucks can last you almost a whole year if you take it correctly, if you take it the right way. So, um, yeah, that, I mean, that's just a little rundown of creatine, um, what it is, where we get it, how we are actually, our bodies create it naturally. Um, and we'll, we'll go over, we'll go over some things, why, why it's important for a, a lot of people to, to supplement. So, um, dosages, let's go over dosages, right? Um, so there's a lot of theories out there with how to dose creatine. Uh, most of the creatine you're going to find is going to be creatine monohydrate. Um, and what that means is it's one molecule of creatine attached to one molecule of water. That's what monohydrate means. One molecule of water. Um, that doesn't mean it's in a liquid form. You can find in a liquid form, but that's not what it means. It's typically going to be in a powder, a white crystalline powder, and you mix it in a, a liquid and you consume it that way. Uh, it, creatine monohydrate is not very water soluble, but, um, you know, get it down. It can be gritty sometimes, but hey, it is what it is, right? It's supplementation. It's not, uh, it's not gourmet food. So if you want the benefits of what I'm going to offer you here, uh, you know, sometimes you gotta, you gotta give some to get some. So dosages, most of the dosages you're going to see are going to be five grams. Creatine monohydrate dose is typically five grams. Now there's a lot of theories about loading, how to take it, uh, you know, when you first start out. So loading, what, what most loading phases mean is between 20 and 30 grams a day for two to five days, sometimes seven days. Um, and there's a lot of theories on whether or not that's effective. There's been a lot of studies like 80, I'm telling you 80 years of studies. Um, and there's studies that say, Hey, you know what, for two to five days, you really should load your body up with 20 to 30 grams of creatine a day. And then after that, a maintenance, maintenance dose of five to 10 grams. The problem with, um, with creatine supplementation, especially in the monohydrate form is it can cause some gastric distress. That's one of the side effects is can cause some gastric distress. So when you supplement with creatine monohydrate in high doses, if you're not drinking tons of water and when I mean plenty of water, if you're drinking half a gallon, you need to get a gallon in. If you're not drinking a lot of water, if you don't have the right stomach acid, if your digestive system's a little off, um, you can have some gastric distress. So be prepared for that to possibly happen. It doesn't happen to everybody, but uh, it can happen to some people. Don't let it deter you. Your body will adjust. Your body will, it's, it's a uh, monohydrate is very, is a basic form. So it hits your stomach acid. It gets into that little acidic, uh, acidic environment in your, in your gut. And it, it can cause some issues. Um, but uh, other than the gastric distress, there's very little side effects. Um, anyway, you would, you would typically take it, like I said, for 20 to 30 grams in, in broken up doses. You're not going to take 20 grams at once. You're going to take it, you know, four or five, six times a day, uh, five grams. So that's one teaspoon, five to six times a day, uh, four times a day to six times a day uh, in broken up doses. So morning, snack, before workout, after workout, before you go to bed. Those are, that's a good dosage right there. That's a good regimen. And, um, you know, you do that for a week. And then your body's, your, your, your blood and your muscle saturation levels are going to, should be relatively high and high enough for you to get into the maintenance dose, which is one to two teaspoons a day. Um, typically, you know, you want to do it, uh, sometime before workout, you know, in the morning's fine. I do it before workout. You don't have to, you can do it sometime before that. There's a, again, studies that I can, I can show you studies that gonna, are going to refute everything I say. And I can show you studies that are going to prove everything I say. Find out what works best for you. 
because after 80 years of studies, they find out that all of this stuff works. It all works. It just may only work for some people this way. It may only work for some people this way. Find out what works best for you. It doesn't matter to me. What I find, I know what works best for my body. You find out what works best for you. So, you know, um, the, a great time to take it is immediately after a workout, immediately after a workout, like you should have your creatine right after your workout, before you have your protein shake, give yourself about 20 minutes, then have a protein shake. Um, that's when your muscle cells are going to be primed to absorb any type of amino acids. But because creatine helps with muscle recovery, it helps with ATP creation, which is the energy source in the, at the mitochondria level for the muscles. Um, creatine is a precursor to ATP. So creatine phosphate is the precursor to ATP. Um, it's a great time to, their muscles, muscle cells are primed. Your body's primed for that, for that creatine, um, absorption time. Again, it's not a hard set rule. If you're looking for the best results, the best time to take it is right after. Um, I like to take it 30 minutes, an hour before my workout. I find for me, it helps with my energy levels. It helps with my muscle recovery before a workout. And during my workout, I see benefits that way. So really find out what works best for you again. But those are the two best times to take it during your, your maintenance phases. So the theory behind taking creatine supplementation is because creatine phosphate, creatine monohydrate will be broken down into the body. It'll be combined with the phos- phosphorus molecule to create creatine phosphate, which is a precursor to ATP. So ATP is a, is a, is a phosphate molecule as well that your body uses for energy at the mitochondria level. The, the mitochondria is the po- powerhouse of the muscle, the, uh, the cell of every cell in the body. It's a powerhouse of the, every cell in the body. So you're basically increasing the octane level. If you want to use a car analogy, the octane level of your fuel source, you're, you're adding the addition of more fuel. You're not only increasing the octane level, but you're also allowing there to be more fuel, um, for a longer period of time, or at least that's the theory. You, you, you know, um, there are creatine non-responders. There are people who have zero response to creatine. What that means is their, um, muscle saturation levels of creatine doesn't change whether they supplement with creatine or not. So there, you, you know, you could be one of those people. You may not. Um, but that's the theory. Also, the theory behind creatine is more creatine draws more muscle into the body. Or sorry, excuse me, more water into the body, uh, into the muscle cell, allowing that muscle cell to be bigger. With it, with that water become comes more nutrients, more carbohydrate, nutrients, more vitamins, minerals, amino acids, fats, and all the things that the mus- the cell needs to repair and grow and 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 be healthy, a healthy cell. So that's a that's another theory on why creatine works so well because it's actually allowing the muscle cell to grow because it's 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 expanding the muscle cell by 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 bringing in more fluid and with that fluid also brings in more nutrients so it's a kind of a not a double-edged sword it's kind of like a triple-edged sword i mean not a sword but like really it's like a trifecta it's like you're getting a little bit more energy you're getting muscle muscle expansion and you're also getting more nutrients Win, 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 right? Um, again, if you're a responder, great. If you're not a responder, you know, uh, unfortunately, you're not. We, we might have to talk about some other supplementation options for you, and I will. Don't worry about that. So what do we do 
when it's time to take creatine? Well, the biggest thing you want to make sure you have is sugar. Ooh, sugar, that bad word. Don't take sugar. Don't have sugar. Sugar is absolutely necessary, specifically post-workout, to increase or to to induce insulin levels uh, in the body to increase those levels so that the nutrients, the insulin is a hormone, and insulin attaches to nutrients in the body. It, it, it doesn't attach to the nutrients. Excuse me. Let me, let me be correct here. I want to, I want to be correct. I don't want to just be a generalized term here. Insulin is the key that unlocks the door to the muscle cell, the cell wall to allow nutrients to enter. One of those nutrients is creatine because it's an amino acid complex. When that insulin unlocks the door, more creatine can go into that muscle cell. So it's very, it's very crucial that your insulin levels are a little elevated and that's why you need to have some sort of sugar source with it. Um, you can be in the form of, I used to, when I first started taking creatine, I was like 14 years old. I didn't know any better, but everybody told me take it with grape juice. And that's what I did. I took it with grape juice, but there's so many other sources out there that you can take. As long as it's a simple sugar source, it has some sort of sucrose, you know, I don't, I don't want to push high fructose corn syrup, but high fructose corn syrup, anything that's going to spike your insulin levels in a relatively quick amount of time for a short period of time in order to pump all of those nutrients into those muscle cells by allowing the door to unlock, then that is what you want to take it with. So soda, juice, juice is better than soda, um, sports drinks like Powerade and things like that. Um, you know, anything that's going to be high sugar, Yes, have sugar after your workout. It's going to be fine. You'll be you'll be fine. Don't have a ton. Don't have something that's got 100 grams of sugar in it. You know, something that's, you know, 20 grams, 15 grams, 10 grams, any, anywhere between 60 and 100 calories, 120 calories. That is fine. That's going to be sufficient. And trust me, it's going to help with the creatine. It's also going to help with, uh, with the regimen I'm about to tell you about. So I've always told people, do... Uh, do your creatine right after or right before you're the end of your workout if you can. And then have your sugar source about 15, 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes after that because the creatine, it takes your body a little bit of time to absorb that creatine, um, but not so much the sugar. As soon as you have sugar, the body the body starts to produce hormones that tell the body, tell the pancreas to, to start secreting insulin because you're going to get sugar. So get that insulin in the bloodstream now. And that's good because the creatine is going to be in there. The insulin is going to be in there. We're really worried about the insulin and the creatine, not the insulin and the sugar. I mean, your insulin will take care of the sugar, hopefully, if you're not insulin resistant. But it, it will take care of the sugar as well. But we're really, we really want those to be together at the highest levels as possible. Um, so do it that way. Then have your protein shake, you know, immediately after that, you know, or with the sugar source. It's fine as well. Protein is also going to have an insulin response in the body. So if you have a little bit of sugar with your protein um, or if you have the protein, the nutritional shakes that I carry at Valiant Nutrition, those have some sugar in there, some fructose in there, you know, from beet, from uh, uh, beet source, a beet source. So it's a, you know, it's a fruit sugar. It's not, you know, um, high fructose corn syrup or sucrose or anything like that. So it's a little bit, a little bit better on the body. And it's also going to have a quicker insulin response, but also your body's going to be able to metabolize it a little bit easier. So that's another, another great option. And you get your protein and you get your nutrients, you know, your vitamins and your minerals, all the other macro or micronutrients and a little bit of fat as well. So that's great. Um, but, um, yeah, that's, that's the regimen I've always kind of tried to follow with people. Um, you know, when I, when I supplement with creatine as a post-workout supplement, that's the type of 
regimen I try to follow. Again, if you can't, that's great. That's fine. It doesn't matter. You're going to see a little bit better results. The, the results might be negligible for a lot of people. They might be significant for a lot of people. There's no way to know. It's find out what works best for you. So um, I think the key here is get it in. Get that. Get the supplement in. Get a little bit of sugar in and, and see how it works for you. So, um, you know, this stuff, this stuff is really good. I mean, this stuff works for a lot of people, uh, for power, for short, short muscle strength, you know, for that quick power source, right? So for people who like the bench press, power lifters, creatine's great. Football players, creatine's great. Um, anybody that's a sprinter, creatine's great. Baseball players, creatine's great. Basketball players, maybe not so much. Once your endurance levels start to go past that 15 to 30 second burst of, of energy that you need, and you start to get into the longer endurance stuff, the the aerobic exercises, right? The minute, two minute, ten minute, two hours, five hours, ten hours, twenty four hours. That those types of exercises, creatine's important, but it's not. It might not be the best supplement for you. We might need to look at other other directions, right? Um, simply because, really, it's it's there as a backup source for ATP for a short period of time. The, the saturation levels are only there for a very short period of time. Use it now. Help your body recover for a little bit. Use it now. Help your body recover for a little bit. So really you don't, when you're, if you're a long distance runner, I'm not saying it's terrible for you, but if you're going to go to the gym that day, you can supplement with creatine, but don't expect it to be the, the result or the, the answer to your prayer when you're going to go run a marathon, because typically it's not going to be that way. In fact, it might, it might have, you might have some dehydration issues as well. So the one thing about creatine, um, you know, since I'm kind of touching on some of the side effects here, one thing that you want to make sure you have is you get plenty of water. You drink plenty of water. Not only is it going to ease the gastric distress that you may see, but it's also going to allow your body to have the fluids that it needs in order to let the creatine work effectively. Right. Um, and that's because, like I said earlier, it, it draws it draws fluid into the muscle cell. Because it does that, it's drawing fluid out of the bloodstream, which means that, yeah, that muscle has more fluid, but the rest of your body doesn't. So you need to have more fluid. It's also going to flush out some of the other side effects uh, that are caused by, you know, some people say, hey, <clears throat> you know, oh, creasing is going to make me fat. It's going to make me bloated. Well, that's because you're electrolyte levels are going to now be out of whack and you need to get those back in, in check. And by doing, doing so the best way to do that is to add more water. It's going to flush out all the other stuff that your body doesn't need. And your body's going to dump all the excess uh, salts and things in the body. And you're going to have less of a blow, less of that puffy look from creatine. So um, some of the myths about creatine, right? Myth number one, um, the more you take, the better it is. Not true. Um, in fact, I try to tell people, you know, you can load. That's great. But really keep it as a short duration, no more than five to seven days. And after that, five to 10 grams is going to be fine. In fact, if you took five to 10 grams every day, even five grams every day, after about 14 days, the muscle saturation levels are going to be exactly the same or relatively the same within the same range as the as if you loaded so if you're looking for results tomorrow 
or the next day or the next day, okay, go ahead and load. You'll see you'll see initial results quicker that way. But if you're really focused on the long game, the long game, the long term, which is what you really should be focused on, don't worry about it. Take five grams. You might not see it tomorrow during your workout. You might not see it the next day during your workout. Eventually, you're going to see significant changes because that is going to be um, the muscle. Your body's going to have a balance at that point. And so, more is not always better. Um, you know, typically you're going to see an absorption rate of about forty to fifty percent, no matter what you take. So, if you take ten grams and you only absorb fifty percent of it, you're throwing fifty percent away. You're 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 initially you're you're essentially flushing it down the toilet the best way to put it without saying what I want to say. So, um, creatine, the next one, creatine, uh, loading is mandatory. Again, I went over that. Nope, not mandatory. Um, research says yes. Research says no. A lot of the old research that we used to use when I was in the retail industry. Yes, you need to load. That's all the research says. Since then, there's been a lot of, a lot of studies that say, Hey, you know what? Don't worry about it. If you're an elite athlete or professional athlete, yeah, load it up. And then maybe look at even cycling that loading phase um, and, and loading up again later on. Uh, but uh, for your weekend warrior or everyday person, don't need to. You don't really need to. Um, I, I don't. I don't like the load. I don't like the some of the side effects that it comes comes with creatine for me sometimes. So um, creatine can be hard on the liver or kidneys. I am under the impression that they've only found one person that's ever had any kidney issues with creatine supplementation. That person already had a pre-existing kidney issue. So whether or not creatine caused that or it would just, you know, it came back because of the study that they were doing or whatever, who knows? However, is it possible because one person had it happen? Yes, it's possible. Is it, is it likely very unlikely. You're more likely to have issues if you abuse creatine, just like if you abuse anything else. You're more likely to have issues than you are if you use it in a you know very um, responsible manner. So be responsible with it. Follow the dosing directions. More is not going to be better. Your body's not going to absorb anymore. You're not going to be able to use anymore. Stick to the five to ten grams, and you'll be fine. Um, again, water retention. Um, no, it, it, it can, but it only causes water retention if you're not drinking water because your electrolyte balance is off. Again, your electrolyte balance will be off. Your body won't want to hold on to more water because it thinks you're killing it, killing it. You're, you're dehydrating it. And so you'll get a little bit bloated, but if you drink more water, that'll go away because your body's going to now be back in balance and you'll be fine. Um, creatine can cause cramping. That's the next one, right? That's a big one too. Um, again, it, it comes down to hydration. It comes down to electrolyte balance. That's what cramping really is anyway. So no evidence, no clinical evidence that that happens, um, for, you know, people that are well hydrated. Again, if you're dehydrated, you're more likely to cramp up anyway. You're just, you're just more apt to it. So just don't do it. Just make sure you get plenty of water. Um, lay off the crap lay off the garbage high sugary drinks the sodas the juices and, and drink more water um you know creatine should be taken with grape juice or you know again sugar source like i said earlier it doesn't have to be grape juice i was told grape juice when i was 14 years old and i used it and it worked for me but i was a dumb 14 year old what did i know 
I somebody could have told me I could, you know, you got to take it with battery acid and you're going to be bigger and stronger. When you're a football player and you're 14, 15, 16, and somebody takes tells you to take this with this, you're more likely to do it because you're stupid. That's it. You're ignorant. You don't know any better. And this was kind of like right around the time that that the internet was just coming out. So even information like I didn't know to search for things on the internet. I was looking, you know, I wasn't looking on the internet for how to supplement with creatine. So, you know, the information was, was very, we didn't have podcasts. We didn't have people out there. I would, if I were to go to a store and ask for creatine, I I was, I was relying on that person's information and who knew what that person, where that person got their information. Um, I have my information from years of experience from talking about this every day for years on end from learning from the top industry sources in the in the world, not just the country, the world, um, about these supplements, about creatine and, and all the other supplements as well. Being being educated in in settings where you know you you're you're being given this information by the manufacturers. You've been given this information by doctors, by people, by top nutritionists. That's where I get my information from. I don't you know I don't rely on what somebody tells me anymore. However. I did at one point and I don't recommend it. <laughs> hey, I'm over here telling you, don't, don't listen to what some jerk off tells you. And I'm the one telling you to listen to me. Right. I mean, how that's, that's where, that's where my level's at. Right. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Uh, Hey, all I know is, uh, is what I know, right? All I know is what I know. And, and in reality, like you can find the information on Google I would prefer it if you got it from my, my podcast, but Hey, if you want to go find it on Google, it's, it's easy. That's where most of my notes come from. I'm not hiding anything. That's where a lot of my education came from, but it was backed up by also what people who have a higher education were telling me as well. So I'm just giving you the stuff that I know. Uh, I feel like I'm a pretty intelligent person. I'm no dummy. Right. And, uh, and most of the people that know me and most of my, cu- my customers and clients know I'm not, I'm not a dummy and I know what I'm talking about. I'm not giving you bad information because I'm not that type of person because to me, your health is as important as my health because when you're healthy and happy and you're seeing results, guess what? That benefits me because now I know I'm making a difference for you and you're going to tell somebody, Hey, that dude, Brian over there knows what he's talking about. You should go talk to him about this stuff. And then I'm going to make a difference in that person's life. And it's going to grow and grow and grow and grow. And that's really what I want to do. It's not about me personally. It's about me making a difference. That's what makes me feel good is allowing people to, has, to see their goals and, and grab their goals. And Hey, if creatine is going to be that thing, that's going to allow you to get bigger and stronger and faster. Like it's done for me, like it's done for millions and millions of other people, then take it. Listen to me. If you think that I'm just some jerk off, not, not knowing what I'm talking about. Fine. I don't care. It doesn't bother me, but guess what? Creatine's going to still sit on the shelf and there's going to be somebody else going to tell you the same thing I'm telling you. And you're going to get the information from Google. Or you're going to go to bodybuilding.com or wherever you want to go and get the same information that I'm giving you. And it's not like it's any different. It's just that I'm doing it the way that I want to do it. I'm giving it to you the way that I know has worked. I ran a million dollar business. I, I multi-million dollars in the, in the, in the time that I worked for my retail company, I made I was responsible for millions and millions of dollars with the sales. And guess what? Creatine was a cornerstone for a lot of the supplements that I sold. So I know, I know what I'm talking about. So that being said, I know that I'm over here like, Hey, don't listen to some jerk off, but really like, come on, that's what I'm doing this for. Right. You can listen to me. It's fine. You you can take my advice. It's, it's cool. Um, Hey, you know what we didn't talk about? And, and because, yeah, 
there's so many forms of creatine. Let's uh, let's get into this. Creatine monohydrate is the most studied form of creatine. After that, the studies on all the new age stuff, on all the cutting edge creatines, not as much. Now, the theory behind the studies or the idea, they're great ideas. Some of these things have patents that you know aren't going to expire for another 30 years. So that says something right there. However, until it's studied for 80 years, what do you want to do? Do you want to use something that's going to cost you more money and may or may not work as good as something that's been around for 80 years and it's going to cost you pennies for every serving? Pennies for every serving. I don't know. It's up to you. If you want to drop 40 bucks on a bottle of, of Crealcaline, go for it. I, I, you're not gonna, it's not going to bother me. Crealcaline is a buffered form of creatine. Um, well, let's go into it. Okay, so not only do you have creatine monohydrate, right? Creatine monohydrate is the, uh, is the number one source. That's the number one, the one I'm going to recommend the most. But then you go into creatine ethyl ester. Creatine ethyl ester is creatine bound to uh, an uh, alcohol molecule. And uh, the theory behind that is, okay, well, no monohydrate, no gastric distress, no bloat, no nothing. Uh, And also you don't have to take as much because the monohydrate molecule is so big that that's the reason why you got to take five to 10 grams. Great. Um, and no, also no loading phase. Prove it. I mean, yes, it's possible and it, it's likely, but the studies aren't 80 years long. So prove it, take it, see if it works for you. It might, it might, you might, you might have a monohydrate issue. Monohydrate might just destroy your gut. Go grab something else. It's not the, the source of it's not what it's bound to it's the creatine that we're talking about right creatine monohydrate is just the one i'm going to talk about because it's the one that works for me it's the one that works for a lot of people most people and it's the most studied product on the market i mean it's it's the most studied supplement in the world it's got more studies more clinical studies uh it's been ran through the ringer so many times it's the most studied supplement in the world in the history of the world so that's why i talk about it Ethyl ester is great. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's it's not a, it's not a bad product. It's just if you have an issue with monohydrate, go grab some ethyl ester. If ethyl ester isn't something you're looking into, uh, you can try try creatine mal- malate, um, and that means doesn't try T R Y T R I try three creatine malate, um, and that means that for every th- molecule of malic acid, which is the malate part, uh, when they combine when you combine creatine and malic acid, you get a that that's where you get it creatine and malic acid becomes creatine mono malate uh you need three creatine molecules for the one malic acid molecule so that hints the tree tri creatine malate um malic acid is essential for energy production the krebs cycle energy so um cycle and krebs energy cycle in the body and uh so the theory behind it is uh you know it's a little bit easier to absorb you need less of it again and um you know, I mean, it's a designer creatine. It's what I call designer creatine. Um, some of the old school, not old school. I mean, for you guys, for some people, old school is like uh, 15 years ago. For some of you guys, old school is like last year. So some of the older stuff, I tried creatine malate in it, and it was great. But again, it's the creatine. It's not what it's bound to. You're trying to get that creatine in. Micronized creatine. Micronized creatine is... Um, Again, you're going to still take the same amount. It's just in a more of a powdered form. 
Creatine monohydrate can come in a couple different forms. Getting it in micronized is better. Micronized is kind of like the consistency of powdered sugar where most of your uh, creatine monohydrates that are not micronized are going to be more like table sugar. The difference is that table sugar style, that my regular monohydrate, the non-micronized, doesn't uh, it doesn't mix well in in water or liquids. It's not very water soluble. And the mono the micronized is a little bit more water soluble, but only because it's like more of a powder. It's more powdery. So, um, micronized creatine monohydrate is probably your best option. Um, you know that's the one that you're gonna go want to find, just because it it doesn't it doesn't you don't leave grit at the bottom of your, your water or your juice or whatever you're mixing it with. Um, liquid creatine, you know, I didn't go into this. I didn't go into what happens when your body breaks down creatine because I didn't want to get too sciencey. It's too nerdy with it. Um, but liquid creatine is, is probably best to stay away from. Um, there's just, it's just take the powder form. Seriously, just go get powder. It's cheaper and it's better. Um, and in liquid creatine, like the stability of creatine, of the creatine itself in the liquid, once you mix creatine with liquid, it starts to break down. So why would you have something that's already broken down into it's something that you're not going to absorb? I mean, that's, that's the truth right there. So, um, the stability is an issue. Um, and then after that you have like, like I said, crealkaline, um, that's a buffered form of, of, um, of creatine. What that means is that it's a higher pH level so that your body doesn't break it down into the, the side effect or the side effects, the, the, um, byproducts of creatine fat as fast. So it stays in your system a little bit longer. You need to take less of it, like one or two grams. Um, that's the theory. And, um, Hey, go find whatever you want. Seriously. Again, it's about the creatine itself and not about, um, this, the source. I mean, for me, I, I would take the $20 canister that has 360 servings in it or 300 servings or whatever it is over, um, something that's $30 for 30 days. I mean, the absorb creatine is creatine. Sorry. That's the way it is. I mean, creatine is creatine. If you're a high level athlete or you have gastric distress or you have issues with, with the one source or another, switch it up. Switching it up isn't going to change your, your 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 levels. I mean, you're either a responder or you're not. If you have a side effects with one source, switch it to a different one. It's pretty simple. So, um, you know, I mean, when like when it comes to creatine, I'm going to close with this. When it comes to creatine, just do your do some more research. I mean, you can listen to me, and I I think I've done a really great job in my due diligence on explaining to you why creatine is important. Um, and, and a way to supplement with it and, uh, and how to take it, when to take it and all of that great stuff. But again, it comes down to you just like everything else. Talk to your doctor. You know, I'm not a doctor. Make sure you know what you're doing because, um, just like any other supplement, there can be side effects. There can be issues. There can be, um, you know, there can be all kinds of things, but the highest, it's the highest ratio of success with creatine. I mean, it's, it's, it's the level of success with creatine supplementation is off the charts. I mean, it's up there with a food source. It's up there with creatine. I mean, sorry, with protein, 
fat, carbide. I mean, it's up there with your macronutrients. The level of success with supplementation with creatine is up there. That's why I wanted to start here when we got when we started getting into some of these actual supplementation regimens because it's good. It's a great base to start with, and um, you know I think that the more that you look into what it can do for you uh, and for your your workout routine, um, the the better the results you're going to see. Yeah. So you know that being said, uh, I think that's the end of the show for real. Um, you know, leave us a rating, leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Um, that's the best way to show that you love this podcast. I love this podcast. There's a lot of people out there that are starting to love this podcast. And the best thing that you can do for this podcast is to rate it, review it. Uh, iTunes is the number one source for podcasting. So please, if you, if you can take a few minutes, I'd greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much. If you do, um, you can also follow us on Instagram at Valiant Nutrition. You can also follow us on on Facebook, like our page, facebook.com slash Valiant Nutrition, and that's Valiant, V-A-L-I-A-N-T. You can also find us on patreon.com. Patreon.com allows you to support the podcast by making a donation, um, and we have all kinds of great, great donations up on there right now. Uh, the top one right now is you get to pick what one of the topics for my show will be, which means that you have complete control. That means that you get to tell me what I have to learn about and I have to spit out to everybody else. So I love stuff like that. Um, I don't like being told what to do. However, that means that somebody wants to know for more, more information and I'm willing to do the work for that person. So check us out, patreon.com slash Valiant Nutrition, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Valiant Nutrition. And you can also send us an email, valiantnutrition at gmail.com. Again, this is Brian with the Valiant Nutrition Podcast. I'm just here to say I am ready to show you how to brave the world. Deuces. <laughs>